week about what it would mean to win your fourth MVP. What what do you think of one of the 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Hey, top of the morning, fam. Hey, just off the top, this one's going to be explicit. This one might not be the episode you want your kids to listen to, but this is going to be the one you're going to want to join because we're going to be talking about that MVP voter, Hub Arkush. We're going to say his name one last time, drop that mic on his silly ass, and we got the Detroit Lions coming up. But hey, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, thanks for sharing. Get it. Yeah, buddy, feels like another week here at the Acme Army. Uh, to me, we got one show down Tuesday. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Lots of fun on that. We uh, recapped our Vikings and uh, gave a little preview of what's going to happen this weekend. But today, Eric, it's you and I solo, rocking and rolling, and uh, talking about all the hubbub around the Green Bay Packers as well as uh, the Detroit Lions. But first things first, buddy, how we do it? Well, I'm a little bit sad, and I miss uh, Monday and Tuesday. We're on to th- Thursday, but those those first two days after a Viking ass kicking are just two of the best days of the year. Yeah. And now we now we move on to our uh, more friendly uh, rivals to the east, the Detroit Lions. All kinds of fun stuff to talk about with what's going to go on with our Packers in this game, and who's going to be participating, and for how long. Wow. All kind of stuff going on. Josh yeah. Myers in the house. Oh. David Bakhtiari practicing yesterday. Not today. Probably practicing tomorrow, though. Good things are happening for us. But, hey, man, let's get into this hubbub with the Hub Arkush and the MVP vote controversy that is taking over the Internet right now. Uh, Eric, we started off the show. Uh, you haven't heard it, but uh, just the quick answer. From Aaron Rodgers to Hub, and it was beautiful. Bum. Guy's a, guy's a bum. fucking <laughs> bum. Uh, yeah, and we uh, we we let it no, be known before the show that it's uh, it's going to get explicit. So, you know, I, I I generally have a tough time attributing some of the things I get from their accurate and uh, their original source. But one, uh, this takes me right back to the original cast of Saturday Night Live um, when Chevy Chase used to turn to Jane Curtin. And say what I would say to this uh, fellow from Chicago, and that is, Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, what what an idiot. Yeah, no, he's probably the uh, most valuable player in the league, but I won't vote for him because he's a jerk. Well, guess what? You shouldn't have a vote. You're a Chicago twat, period. Yep. Period. Period. Let me raise the hands out there. Anybody listening here? Was there anybody that was so affected by the offseason Aaron Rodgers had with the Green Bay Packers that you don't want him to be the MVP? Have we had such a rough season, Eric, not appreciating the greatness for two seasons in a row now, not throwing an interception in the NFC North? Is that something that we're going to bed at night with and tossing and turning? Uh, No, but I think maybe it has a lot more to do with uh, him being a Chicago sports writer. And uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers just happens to own a certain franchise from Chicago that this bum covers. And I'm guessing ownership may have... uh, um, he may really, really not like having to answer to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Hub. One thing is crystal clear. The relationship with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers front office has never been better. He's having more fun than he's ever had playing football. And approaching the the the, the second consecutive year of winning the MVP, 
it's nothing but woke ridiculousness that we're hearing from this hub guy and uh, something needs to be done. I'm sorry, if you only have 50 votes and you got idiots like this that are literally focusing on everything outside and voting from feelings and not facts on the MVP of the NFL, you got to fucking go. Well, and I think I think that's accurate. And also, as he points out himself, the one way that you can lose your AP vote is by announcing who you voted for before it is officially announced by the AP. Well, I would say that announcing who you're not going to vote for is tantamount to the same thing. Strip this bum and, and let him get back to covering, you know, Illinois State or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's the hubbub for me, man. I'm sick of that guy. I'm sick of reading him, sick of hearing about him. And uh, listen, we've had a great season with the Green Bay Packers. You and I have had a lot of fun this, uh, you know, Personally, uh, it's been one of the best seasons to just relieve yourself of all of the stress of life and just enjoy the ride that we've had, and uh, nothing's been better so far. I cannot believe, Eric, we're already at the last game of the season. Do you know how much time we spend, you and I on the phone in the offseason, talking about what's going to happen in the draft, training camp, can't wait for the season, and all, the, all of a sudden it hits, and it's like a roller coaster that happens in 2.5 seconds, man. The free fall is over. Game 18. It, How you feeling? It is. Well, and, and and we got this nice little break. We've got a really nice little break coming up here. I'll be very curious to see who we can get out and, and who's going to play for how long and just get the team uh, rocked and ready to go for their bye week, get everyone healthy and relaxed. And then it's about taking care of business with a full house at Lambeau. Yours truly in the house for the first game. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I'm just dying to know. You know, this is talk about Christmas presents as we have periodically. But is it a Saturday game? Is it a Sunday game? Mm-hmm. I think both NFC games are the late game on Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. divisional round. But uh, no indication as to uh, um, when and where we go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do know that Matt Lafleur has had quite a few questions hurled at him about who's going to be starting. Is he going to be playing the starters? I mean, it's a no-brainer. We talked about it earlier on Tuesday. It has to happen. We have to have starters playing it. we got to keep this momentum going. How long do they play is the big question. I don't think it's going to be too long. You know, I mean, Matt LaFleur has been pretty open with the media, especially, you know, responding to Hub, you know, in, in his <laughs> his comment on the MVP. Everybody's had a take on this Hub. Even Casey Hayward from the Raiders, for goodness sakes. Um, but Matt LaFleur has said this week, we could see David Bakhtiari. He practiced well yesterday. Best practice he's had all year. He's taken today off to condition, probably sitting on a bike or in a pool. And then he'll be practicing tomorrow, and that'll give us a good idea if he's going to be popped in there for a couple series. How are your feelings on Bakhtiari coming back? As long as he is physically able, <clears throat> I think that uh, a few series to get his feet wet and then a couple of weeks of practice – uh, I think would be just fine. Uh, David Bakhtiari is, you know, among the very best uh, in the league at his position. Um, he's a tried and true veteran. Obviously, he's not going to be in football shape, as we like to say. Uh, I don't know how necessary it is looking at a three-game window. You know, three games. Can can he do that? You know, obviously, with the kind of investment we have, if there is a um, a greater chance of injury, I think maybe you don't play him as much. But if he's good to go, he's good to go. And, yeah. and that's what you're paying the big dollars for. And, and that's why, uh, you know, we're, we're not defending Super Bowl champions is because we didn't have David Bakhtiari last year. And so that's a, that's a tough piece. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
Um, on the Detroit front, man, they're two thirteen and one. Imagine having a season like that as a Packer fan. How fortunate are we? I mean, this is this is two decades of just absolute horseshit for this franchise. Two thirteen and one. This is what worries me about this game, Eric. The last chance for these guys to show something. They've had some players that are surging. I don't know if Jared Goff is going to be back, if they're going to have Tim Boyle in there. He's had a rough little stretch going on here. Um, and Jared Goff, his injured knee, he has been practicing, so we'll see if he's going to get some time. But it's always dangerous to have a Detroit, you know, a, a wounded cat under the hood of a car, boy, and you pop that baby open to chuck the battery and shit. You get ten claws and a nice four fangs in your throat. It's a, uh, it's a, It's a game that I feel like, it's the only trap game we've had this year. Matt, I'm not even the slightest bit concerned because it doesn't matter. It, it just simply doesn't matter. What was it you last week that said, you know, you know, that uh, pushing Detroit up the draft might keep Hutchinson's uh, out of uh, out of Lambeau Field for the next uh, 10 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I don't. Uh, this is not a team that I'm I'm, I'm frightened about. It, you know, they, they opened up a huge can of whoop ass a couple weeks back and, and took down a top tier Arizona team. Um, yeah, I'm not concerned. You know, here's my concern. Follow through my line of thinking here. We start limited uh, uh, starters for maybe it's the first half. You know, maybe we got a ten point lead. Well, the second half, a lot can happen if we don't have a lot of starters in there, and all of a sudden we lose one of those games where not only is it a, a D motivator for us, but it just uh, it you know, it results in a stupid injury or something silly. I don't know. It's one of those games I'm a little concerned about because we're that close. We're that close to the whipped cream and cherry on top. And, and, you know, having the ice cream melt before we get there is what I'm concerned about. Well, you know, you have a starter that blows out a knee in the first quarter. You know, Lafleur is going to be shit hammered for having him on the field, but it's football. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would love to see a, a, a 14 to nothing first quarter lead. And then let the Jordan Love uh, team take over, and whatever happens, happens. Give him a, give him a, you know that that awakening, uh, rude awakening he got in Kansas City wasn't real fair to him. I uh, and I don't know what Campbell will do. You know, fortunately, the Detroit Lions. It's it's a rivalry. It's a divisional game, but it's a respectful rivalry. I don't anticipate those guys, particularly under their new coach, are going to be head hunting. You know, trying to uh, trying to injure Packers in order to, um, you know, uh, forestall the the almost certain crowning of the 14 World Championship for the Green Bay Packers. I don't see them doing that. If this was Minnesota or Chicago, I think it's an entirely different conversation, particularly if it's Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, EQ's little brother's over there, and he is rocking and rolling the second half of the season. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got 82 receptions, 803 yards, 9.8 yard average, four touchdowns. But uh, this second half, he, he's the – now, this doesn't mean anything to anybody out there aside from fantasy fans, but he is the fantasy comeback player of the year because his second half was dynamite. And uh, that shows that, you know – if. If we're not going to have Jair out there and we're going to have Stokes out there for a little bit, he's going to have some fun and get some good work in because I, I like both 
uh, Stokes and you know St. Brown as a good matchup, a good test, good exercise before hitting those beasts in the playoffs. But I, I really like that kid. Uh, but then we got Devondre Swift and we got Jamal Williams to talk about. I love to see. Uh, I love to see, any chance we get to see Jamal Williams play is a blast. What do you think we're going to see out of him? Yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I certainly miss the, uh, you know, he, the, the pregame, um, <laughs> the, the pregame hike across the field, the uh, enthusiasm that he brought to our team. I'm sure he's, that's just who he is. And so that's, that's now part of uh, the Detroit pregame. Uh, look forward to, uh, to hopefully they're going to show us some of that. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's just nothing about this team that, that scares me. There's just nothing. This is uh, what I'm worried about, Eric. This is well, what half the population well, who cares? is thinking. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, you know, as far as, as far as it, yeah, well, as far as, as uh, um, matchups go too, I, I mean, I mean, I would not be surprised one little bit if we sit in a two shell for the entire game hmm. um, and just zone everybody up. Um, Swift. I haven't, uh, uh, you know, th- there's a guy, there's a guy that may turn out to be uh, a pretty impressive kid next year. I don't know if he can stay on the field for sure. But, right. I, you know, I, I like uh, I like who they have as some uh, potentials. I, I Yeah, I don't fear them, but I worry about us just who's going to play, who's going to start. You know, are we going to see a lot of A.J. Dillon? Or are we going to see some more Patrick Taylor getting some work before the playoffs, too? Because a kid needs a little work as well. But, uh, you know, Aaron Jones. 1,190 scrimmage yards this year, um, 799 rushing, 391 receiving, 10 touchdowns. Oh, it's just beautiful. It is really something to uh, to just appreciate for a guy that nobody wanted re-signed earlier. They'd rather have Jamal Williams, who's got you know three touchdowns and and 600 yards this year. But you got AJ Dillon as well. You know, first time, first thousand forty nine. Only the fourth time in Packer history, and and interestingly enough. The first time since 1980 that the Green Bay Packers have two running backs with more than a thousand yards from scrimmage each. Yeah, and I will let you know that uh, Gary Ellis, one of the guys who was in yeah. the tandem, came to the Lakeland Union High School when the Packers had a traveling basketball team. I don't know if you remember those days. I sure do. But this man dunked, and you wouldn't. I, I you know, when you're a kid, everything is so much bigger. This was a huge man. And to see him dunk in front of us, the crowd went crazy. It was unbelievable. Him and Perry Kemp were the ones that dunked that game. A little huge shout-out to uh, Coach Ted Voigt. Oh, yeah. uh, Who was uh, was involved in And also, I don't know if you know this, you know about Ted Voigt as a senior in high school going against a little kid named Lou Alcindor in in a New York City tournament? Well, yeah. Shut him out. Shut him out in the first half. Yeah, and then and then Lou Alcindor went off for like thirty eight the second half, <laughs> but he he had that first half against uh, the leading scorer in NBA history. Uh, Ted Voigt was my chemistry teacher in high school. Shout out to Katie Voigt; she was a WNBA star. And hey, um, let's move in though, because I, defensively, I, I'm excited about what Tim Boyle and Jared Goff could possibly throw at us. Uh, Jared Goff just being injured and lacking mobility, I think uh, we could really tee it up for Rashawn and Preston. But flip side, if Tim Boyle gets any kind of snaps, but he's been throwing interceptions, uh, I love what we could do offensively. Eric, how how is this deep or this Detroit defense going to stop us? You know, we can really put the nails on them on our defense. I don't know how they stop us. 
I don't think they can. And, and, and you know, the, you, you talk about who's going to play for us on offense. And, you know, we, we're so thin. You know, if we get Bakhtiari and Myers back to play a series or two, that's one thing, and, and that's probably a good thing. But, I mean, what do we have? Dietzen's been released. We got Cole Van Lannen, uh, Jake Hansen, uh, and who's the other guy that we've got in reserve? That's all we have. Yeah. I mean, so uh, how do you how do you arrest those guys? I mean, <clears throat> do you give Ben Braden some snaps? Excuse me, there we go. Do you give Ben Braden yeah. some snaps at left tackle so that Yash? I mean, at this point, unless you've got a really strong feeling that Bakhtiari uh, is going to be back and going to be able to play in the playoffs. You know, if you're looking at protecting someone who's more important than Yash Nijman. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, it's funny because when I look at this defense of Detroit in, in our offense, uh, you know, name five players on their defense right now. We used to be able to, I can't name five players. Flowers is still on the team or is he injured? No, I don't think. They Don't got know. they got him and who's the other guy that are paying they're paying big dollars to that are no longer with the team. Flowers may be with the team, um, but the other guy, the defensive guy, isn't even on the team this year, and they have to pay him next year as well. And I've forgotten his name, uh, uh, Edge guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, but uh, Aaron Glenn, I remember Aaron Glenn for the Jets, great cornerback. He's now the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And to peruse some Detroit news, to think uh, that people are writing articles about Aaron Glenn potentially being a head coach somewhere when you're the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, Eric, what in the hell is going on here? I just had no idea. I, I listened to a, a crossover Thursday with the Peter Bukowski and the gentleman from covers the uh, Detroit Lions. And he just kind of said, Tim, the laser show Boyle. He said, I named him August in August because that's the only time he ever plays. And he didn't even play well in there. They don't, he doesn't understand why there's this, this looking forward to seeing Tim Boyle. He threw three interceptions last week. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, he just hasn't looked like what we remember. Yeah. Um, he's also in Detroit. Yeah. Hard he's also in Detroit. Yeah. And Dan Campbell calls the plays there as well. Did you know that? Absolutely. Dan Campbell is the play caller for the Detroit Lions. I think we need to get him fired because I think potentially he's somebody that, that might build a team. <laughs> he could. He could. I just uh, – I like the guy. Caught me. The play calling caught me off guard. But um, interesting week. I'm excited about it. What are you doing for the game? I have absolutely no idea. This is actually – here's the deal. Um, and I know I can say this because my brother never listens to his brother's podcast. Um, <laughs> but this is the game I could probably watch with my brother. <laughs> Because I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, this is going to be one of those games I'm probably going to have to catch on Game Pass after it's completed. So I'll be on a little radio silence because we won't be getting that game out here in Philadelphia. But, you know, we're favored by three and a half points. Figured, well, we'd, just... be, figured we'd be, you know, a little higher than that. Well, I think this if this is week 10, it's a 10-point, you know, 10-point plus. Um, but this is a meaningless game to the Packers, and there's absolutely no idea uh, in Las Vegas to what LaFleur is going to do. Um, I think it seems pretty obvious now that our starters are going to play. Um, but if the starters play two series and they're out, it becomes a lot more competitive game. Mm -hmm. I still like our backups versus their starters. Yeah. Um, but, I'm excited to see some of those backups as well. But. Are we going to see Vernon Scott this weekend? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I want to see some Vernon Scott. I want to see some Ennis Gaines. I want to see some Isaiah McDuffie playing inside linebacker, playing Chris Barnes' role, playing Devondre Campbell's role. Um, see what this kid can do. Um, I want to see David Moore out absolutely. there returning punts and uh, getting some banger returns, man. I want to see him on offense, see how he Yeah, let's see him that. running some routes. Let's yeah. see, because that's a really curious, as I as I put in my game notes from last weekend, just watching him field the first one mm-hmm. and then seeing the second. And I'm like, my God, I feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's been a shit show. It was a shit show with Randall Cobb back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, wow, this feels yeah. good. He catches the ball decisively with ease and I mean, those are our best returns of the year, right? Yeah. Well, I just remember him on highlights in Sports Center and, and NFL Network when he was with Seattle. He, he made good plays, and and to see him not on a roster was shocking. So glad we got him. But hey, it's prediction time. Let's wrap this puppy up. Um, what are your feelings, man? I went first last week, and uh, again, just through seventeen games, kicking your ass. But what do you think this week? Sixty-seven to three. <laughs> I think the a last second field goal <laughs> by Detroit. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how the hell you predict a score here. here. Here's something else, you know, just figuring into this. Aaron Rodgers, does he want to after the after the press this week? Does he want to come out and throw a four first hat first half touchdown passes? I mean, he yeah. he could very well be motivated to do that. I I I think he would he's going to insist yeah. on, on throwing. He's not going to let Jordan love no matter what yeah. throw Devonte Adams's record. He yeah. may, you know, he may, uh, he, Adams may play longer than him. So the add on yards after the record is broken, but I don't know. I think, Mo- I think Rogers is going to be motivated. I think Lafleur is going to be motivated to get this team for the first time this year, really a solid first quarter. And I think if that happens, I think we move away from the starters there. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's what happened. And, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 27, 13. Hmm. That's right. I'm going to write that down here. So I remember that because we are on totally different paths here. Yep. We really are. So I have 43 to 19 that I wrote down. And um, that was just based on looking at some of these, just these stats. Defensively, you know, just the yards that Detroit gives up right now, almost 380 yards a game. They give up 110 rushing. And uh, and, and passing yards a game, they give up 206. We're going to kill them with what we have offensively. From the passing perspective, I don't know how they're going to keep up, Eric, with the speed of MVS because I believe this is going to be his game to get him juiced up before the playoffs, get him involved. And uh, you're going to see a little bit of Devontae Adams, but Jeff uh, you know, Okuda is going to be on him, and I don't know how healthy he is. But you're going to see some of these other guys do some big things, and it's going to be an all-out blowout because when the second half comes around, you're going to see another three touchdowns by the Green Bay Packers. So. 4319 is what I'm feeling. We're going to put it on. But I'm worried. Make no mistake. You sound worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just, you know, it's one of those games, Eric. What happens when Sunday comes around and they're in for one series, right? They get a field goal, he takes them out. Or so are you going are you going over under? I'm putting the I'm putting the over under number at 73 yards. Over under 
Patrick Taylor rush yards? Wow, I would go under, unfortunately. Um, I would like to see Patrick Taylor in there more. I'm I a would fan like, of him. I would like to as well. I would like to not see Aaron Jones. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I would like I would like very much for his need to be 100%. Um, you saw what value he brings, you know, like last week. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. that's what we need. That's the kind of thing that makes me nervous about a game that doesn't matter yeah. is, is losing someone like Aaron Jones, who's so integral to the offense when you don't need him mm-hmm. Sunday. And he's you one know? of those guys you could take yep. out and, and not miss a beat. Right. Right. It's a different run game, but it's a successful run game. Yeah. And, and Patrick Taylor's got a little bit of wiggle. I would love to see him get 15 to 20 carries all the carries that we normally are, are, are hoping for our other two guys, but give him the work. I'd like to also, I'd also think that it's important um, development wise for Jordan Love to get out there and let him throw it around a little bit. Uh, there's any number of folks on, uh, on, on Packers uh, uh, blogosphere that are, are suggesting that he needs to be traded. And, and, you know, you can't trade somebody that doesn't have tape. Um, he's got tape of Kansas city and that isn't going to get you much. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe if, if that's the way they're thinking, maybe they're going to let, uh, Jordan Love aired out a bit. Don't know. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, buddy. We'll, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, you got any final words before I take us out here? Uh, only, uh, only that after uh, knocking off number three in the nation, Purdue on Monday night, that the Wisconsin Badgers are playing their old friends from just south, uh, south and west in from Iowa uh, this evening, and uh, things are looking real interesting. Looking real, real interesting for a team finished to pick at the bottom of the Big Ten, now sitting at the top. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody, thanks out there uh, for listening. Your ears are appreciated greatly. We have been having a blast, and it's only going to get better as we head into the playoffs here. we got some upcoming guests that are going to be a blast in number two, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere. You can share it with your friends. You can find us on Twitter at Acme underscore Army. With that, fellas, go pack, go, go pack, go. Strange as it might seem, well, I get off on the lack of sanity, mm-hmm. running around in circles. Sure got a spring to hold on me. Never know where to quit. <laughs> So give it a, give it a understand